2: See, Andy, uh, look at my little daughter, Amos Andrew, laying in the crib
3: there. <laughs>
2: yeah, Amos, she sure so looks like she's in the gay mood, all right.
3: <laughs> yeah. she, she, she's
2: tickled her something, ain't she? I wonder what's making Amos and Andrew so happy there.
1: Well, Amos, being a woman, she's probably happy about the biggest news ever. It's the new 1950 Rinso with Solium, a full year ahead of time. New 1950 Rinso has three times the water washing action of any other soap. But more about that in a few minutes. Now, Lever Brothers Company and New 1950 Rinso bring you the Amos and Andy Show. <laughs> Brothers Company, the makers of Rinso, brings you a full half hour of entertainment with Lou Lubin, Eddie Green, Ernestine Wade, the Jubilaires, Jeff Alexander's orchestra and chorus, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Kingfish and Sapphire Stevens have just finished their evening meal. The Kingfish is now sitting in the parlor reading his evening newspaper as Sapphire comes over to him. She's obviously got something important to speak to him about.
4: George,
5: can I have a word with
1: you? A word? Listen, when you start out with a word, it usually ends
2: up with a one-woman filibuster.
5: All I wanted to say, George, was that I want the New East Outfit.
2: Eh, uh, well, there wasn't many words there, but they certainly sounds expensive. <laughs> Look, Sapphire, don't start that stuff about clothes again. I'm tired of hearing of it.
5: George, I need new clothes. When you go out with me, ain't you embarrassed to be seen with a woman who's practically in rags?
2: Sure I was embarrassed to be seen out with you.
5: Then why don't you do something about it?
2: Well, I would, but you squawk every time I leave your home.
5: <laughs> George, you don't show me no consideration at all. You never buy me no new clothes nor nothing. Why, you didn't even remember my 35th birthday last month.
2: Well, maybe I didn't remember that one, but I remembered your 41st one two years ago.
4: (laughs) the
5: trouble with you is you're just selfish.
2: Oh, who's selfish? You
5: is. Every time you do get some money, you spend it all on yourself. You're just plain selfish, George. That's all there is to it.
2: Well, yeah, let's drop the thing.
5: I will not. And I'm giving you an ultimatum, George. I've seen an East outfit, a pink dress, a blue hat, and blue shoes. <laughs> it's in the Winter at Robinson's apartment store. I want that outfit, and you better raise the money for me to get
2: it. Yeah, but where is I going to get that kind of money?
5: I don't care where you get it, you big, selfish bum, I get it. I'm going in the bedroom, and don't bother me. <laughs>
2: What a voice she got. (laughs) They ought to anchor her out in the harbor on one of these foggy nights. (laughs) Mm, Easter outfit. Well, I suppose everyone likes the nice clothes around this time of the year. Well, I guess I got to do something about the Easter outfit. If ever I see that Easter bunny, I'm going to beat him with a stick. That's what I... (laughs) Come in, Henry. Oh, hello there, Kingfish. Say, what is you going through that box there for? Oh, this is the box where I keeps all the unclaimed, lost, and found stuff here at the large hall. I'm
3: mm-hmm.
2: just looking through here to see if I can find anything that's pawnable. Well, I know there's a pair of binoculars in there, but unfortunate, one of the binoculars is missing. Yeah. The lenses on uh, this side is clean out, ain't it? Yes, I used it one day last month to watch the ice skaters in Central Park, and I caught a terrible cold in my left eye. Uh,
3: look, Henry, there's a
2: gun in here. Uh, where'd that come from? Oh, well, that's the pistol that Harry Clarkson used when he had the job as a night watchman. That might be worth something. Yeah, you see, I want rear really some money on it for East Outfit. Who's? Uh I don't think I'd get more than ten or fifteen dollars for it in the pawn shop, do. No, well of course it might be worth a good deal more than that for somebody that really needed the gun. Yeah, that's yeah. the angle you got there. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: yeah I'm just thinking, Henry. If I was to let Andy think that he was in danger of some kind and uh, needed a gun for protection, I might be able to sell it to him at a good price. Yes, Kingfish, I think that gun is your best way to raise money. <laughs> After all, it's the only thing in that box with any monastery value. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> If I can just convince Andy that there's a desperate killer loose in the neighborhood. I might be able to sell him this gun. Oh, I think I hear him flopping down the hall there now. With them feet there, he always sounds like he's on skis. Yeah, here he comes. had uh, there, Kingfish. Hi. Uh, come in, Andy, and lock the door behind you, will you? Uh, lock, uh, lock? What's up? What's the matter? Well, Andy, I just found out about it yesterday myself. I happened to be passing by the police station, and I dropped in to see uh, what was new in the underworld. Well, I walked in, and the first thing I see was the sergeant sitting behind the desk there with a shotgun in one hand and a hand grenade in the other. Holy smoke, what's going on? Andy, uh, it seems that there's a killer on the loose. The most dangerous killer in the animals of crime.
3: <laughs> Andy, uh,
2: this fellow's been killing about eight or ten people a day, or oh, he don't care who he is. Oh, you know, Kingfish, with that fellow on the loose, I'm getting a little scared here myself. Do they know what he look like? Yes, he's about six foot two, weighs about 195 pounds, wears a blue serge suit, and goes around with an axe in his hand. An axe? Yes, and as I understand it, he used to be a lumberjack. Lumberjack? Oh, me. Kingfish, if he ever comes to my place, how in the world can I guard against him? Well, that's hard to say, Andy. But if you was laying in bed at night and you hear somebody holler timber, watch out.
3: Well, come to this,
2: Kingfish. Has they got any idea where he's operating right now? Well, you see, Andy, he started on this rampage up at 168th Street. And judging from where they find his victims, he's working his way downtown. Oh. Uh, we is just waiting for him to hack his way through our neighborhood. That's all. Well, uh, what is I gonna do, Kingfish? I just ain't gonna hang around here and be whittled to death. Yeah, you got a problem there, all right. This boy can give you a pretty deep haircut, in <laughs> Yeah. See, uh, you know he can do more uh, m- more damage with that than the boys ghost. Yeah. Say, but, uh, uh, uh... Wait a minute. There must be some way we can protect ourselves, Kingfish. Yeah, wait a minute. There is, Ender. You know, we are swearing in every able-bodied man as a deputy sheriff that we can get a hold of. Yeah, well, whatever it is, conclude me in the thing, Kingfish. <laughs> yeah, well, now, I know you feel that way, Ender, and I've already had the official card made out for you saying that you was a deputy sheriff. Now, here's the card right here, Oh, thank it. you. Thank you, Kingfish. Yeah, you know how the thing works, of course. Oh, sure. If the killer tries to hit me with the axe, I shows him the card. You know, let, let me lead you to the thing, Andy. I, I just got it from the city hall about an hour ago. Yeah, uh, what do it say? It Say here, we hereby appoint Andrew Brown, a deputy sheriff. This card entitles him to carry a gun and blast away at any all persons within the confines of the city. <laughs> That's the official card. Oh, well, certainly, yeah. Look at that. There's the official police department seal up in the corner there two cross-rubber hoses on the field of shamrocks. See it? Well, okay, I as a deputy now. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where's my gun, Kingfish? Oh, your gun, yes. Yeah, you is in a genuine forty-five caliber automatic. And the city of New York is happy to present this to you free of charge. Oh, thank you, Kingfish, thank you. Now, if you'll just give me the $80 for the gun license, we are all set. Wait a minute, wait a minute, $80. Being a deputy sheriff, is I got to have a license? Oh, certainly you got to have a license, Andy. You got to have a license or you can't carry in loud and carry geo-weapon. Well, listen, look here, Kingfish. This shepherding, sheriff sheriff's stuff is going to yeah, cost the me... what's that last thing well, you you got, you, got me, uh, you got me nervous, you know. That is going to cost too much money. I'm going to find out more about this killer before I fork over an 80 bucks for a gun. yeah, but, Andy... It. Nothing doing, Kingfish, no, sir. No. All right, Andy... Well, if tomorrow morning you wakes up in some undertaker's icebox, don't expect no sympathy from me, I'm telling you that. Well, I'll take the chance, Kingfish. See you later. So long. Well, it didn't work. Hmm. Well, I guess there's only one thing to do. That's to take the gun to a pawn shop and get as much as I can for it. Somebody was telling me there was a new pawn shop across town called Jackson's. Yeah, I'll go over there tonight. Uh-huh.
4: Jackson's Pawn Shop. Oh, it's you, Sadie. Well, I'll be over in a little while. Yeah, I'm just about to close up. Yes, well, my husband ain't here, and I get awful jittery being in the store alone at night. All right, I'll see you in a little while. Well, I guess I'll close up and... Yes, sir? What can I do for you?
2: Oh, look, madam, I got a gun here, and I want some money, you see, I... (laughs) He do not faint it. Oh, me, what must I do? Why do women always faint? I ain't got no idea what to do for a woman to faint it. I better run up the street to the drugstore and tell them to send a doctor over here. Then I better go to another pawn shop. I don't like this place.
4: Oh. Oh.
3: Oh,
4: the phone. Oh, hello. Police headquarters. court This is Mrs. Jackson over at Jackson's pawn shop. Some man just tried to hold me up. Yes, he had on a gray pinstripe suit, a brown fedora, and a checkered vest. What? Yes, officer. I'd recognize him anywhere.
3: Got
2: riches but I don't complain I got got plenty plenty of nothing I'm fancy free And
3: nothing is a plenty for me I got plenty of nothing Nothing's plenty for me I got no car, got no mule, got no misery The folks with plenty of plenty Got a lock on the door I'm afraid somebody's a going to rob them while they're out of making more. What for? When me? I ain't
2: mean got nothing. Nothing. I got no lock on the door. That's, That's the way, way to be. They can steal the rug from the floor. That's okay with me. Because the things that I prize, like the stars in the skies, all are free. Got plenty got of
5: nothing. nothing.
2: Nothing
3: and nothing's blame for me. Got my jail. Got my it's all got hip and the whole day long. No use complaining. Got my gal. Got my love, Got my, my song. I've got my honey. Neither no money. Everything's sunny. You think
2: that a dollar, you make a big holler. It ain't necessarily so. I got
3: no lock in the door
2: can steal the rug from the floor.
1: That's okay with me. Cause the things
3: that I prize like the stars in the skies
1: all are free. Not plenty
3: of nothing. Not
1: plenty for me.
3: Got my gal.
1: 1950 Rinseau is a year ahead, the greatest development in soap history. It's here now, new 1950 Rinseau with three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. That's right, 1950 Rinseau with Solium has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap.
0: Well, Mr. Carpenter, I certainly agree. New Rinseau is far ahead of anything else. 1950 Rinseau gets my white clothes much whiter and my colored clothes so much brighter. Even brand new clothes aren't as bright as my 1950 Rinso wash.
1: That's right. The sensational whiter washing action of new 1950 Rinso gets and keeps your clothes whiter and brighter than any other soap.
0: Rinso's so wonderfully safe for clothes, too, and so kind to my hands.
1: Get the new 1950 Rinso tomorrow in the same green and yellow package. Now, back to Amos and Andy. <laughs>
2: Well, it's too bad I couldn't have sold that gun last night. I might have at least got something for it. Well, think I'll drop in Shorty's barber shop here. Yeah. He might have some angle on how I can raise some dope.
6: Well, I'll be doggone if I I ain't seen you and
3: he, you were the last man I how can you hire kid?
2: Shorty, sure uh, I see you reading the newspaper there. What's new in the world there? Yeah, well,
6: there's there certainly been a lot of crime going on lately. Mm-hmm. You see here, here, you see here, last night over at Jackson's pawn shop, some fella tried to hold up the place. Hmm. Now that was a coincidence.
2: I was in Jackson's pawn shop myself last night. Well, I hope he catches the dirty cook.
6: Yeah, yeah. I see here that when the hold up man pulled the gun on Mrs. Jackson, she fainted. Mm, she fainted when I was
2: in there too. <laughs> He
6: must do a lot of that kind of stuff, I don't know yeah, yeah, Well, I, I, I think the cops are going to catch him already because they have got a good description of the crook. He, he was, he, he, he was wearing a gray pinstab suit, a checkered dress, I a, a, a brown fedora. That's what. That sort yeah, well, sounded like he had on a good looking, a good, look, uh,
2: a a holy smoke shot. in there last night to sell a gun and Mrs. Jackson fainted. Yeah, she must have thought that I was trying to hold her up. Oh, me, what can I do? Yeah, the, the, the cops is looking for me. I just can't go to jail.
6: Well, they're trying to hold up a star, is a serious charge. Best thing for you to do, King is get out of town, get out fast, that's what I do.
2: Yeah, that's just what I'm going to do, Shorty. I is getting out of this town. Oh, if the police pick me up, they might make it a little rough on me.
6: Oh, yeah. You, you know something? The, the cops picked me up once in my hometown. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was walking down the street. I was walking down the street. My, my own business. When a big policeman tapped me on the shoulder and he said, Come with me, Simpson. They took me down to the station house, and four or five cops started working me over. Oh, they did, huh? Oh, yeah, they, they, they beat me with their fists, and they blacked my eyes, they cut me off, they hit me with a rubber hole, oh, they give me the words for two hours. Huh. Yeah, then one of them said, Simpson, that, they, that, that ought to teach you a lesson. But well, you
2: know, Charlie, sure, as long as I know you, I never knew your last name was Simpson.
6: It ain't, boy, boy did I have to laugh on them cops. <laughs>
2: the story, Andy, when I walked in and the owner seen me uh, holding the gun, she thought it was a hold-up man, and then she fainted. Now the police is asking me for robbing the store. Oh, that's awful, Kingfish! accusing an innocent man like you of doing a thing like that. Yeah, imagine that, accusing me of taking something. Huh. Yeah. By the way, how much did you get? <laughs> man, I ain't taking nothing. I was innocent, I'm as glad so. Oh, oh, well, uh, what you gonna do, bud? Well, I gonna run away, Andy. Or if they catch me, they might give me five or ten years in jail. Yeah. I couldn't bear the disgrace of the family honor. Mm-hmm. Why, well, for three generations, there has never been a Stevens that has served more than 60 days. Yeah, well, don't be ashamed to spoil a fine record like that. Yeah, well, the important thing is to get out of town. Therefore, all, I was a fugitive. Yeah, well, where are you planning to fugue well, to? I ain't decided yet, Andy. Uh, I got this world globe here, and I just thought I'd spin the thing like a roulette wheel... And let it stop at ransom with my finger, you know. And I put my finger there, and wherever my finger stopped there, I'll go to that spot in the world. Yeah, that's a good idea. Go ahead, spin the thing. All right, here it goes. I'll give it a spin there.
3: Yeah.
2: Here, I gotta go to some place thousands of miles from civilization. A desolate wasteland where the long arm of the law and justice can never reach me. That's right. Wait a minute. There. Where'd it stop? New Jersey. <laughs> That ain't no good kingfish. They can drag you back through the Holland tunnel. Yeah. Let me spin that. Thing. Yeah, go ahead. Give it a spin, Andy. Yeah. Here. All right, now stop it. What you got, there? Hmm. you ever hear of a country called Rand, McNally?
3: <laughs> you see here, right
2: there. Yeah, I don't I don't think you're going there, though. I don't speak that language. I don't. No. Well, I'll find someplace, So I got the best thing for me to do. It's just to get on the train and keep going. Yeah, that's the problem. Yeah, well, I better get on home, pack a few things, and get on my way, Andy. Yeah, tell me this. You done cleaned up all your affairs here and everything? Yes, and all except one little thing. My wife, Sapphire. Oh, yeah. You see, I might come back in a couple of years, and on the other hand, I might never come back. Mm. And if that happens, Sapphire would be all alone in the world. Andy, you've been my friend for years, and I'd like to ask you to do me one favor. Uh, what is it, Sapphire james? And, uh, if I don't come back, would you marry Sapphire? Me marry Sapphire? Listen, Kingfish, why should I pay for your crime? Oh, wait a minute. Oh, Sapphire, I'll tell you I ain't got no time for explanation. I got, I got a finished packet. My train leaves from the 125th Street station in 30 minutes.
5: But, George, all you've told me is that you're leaving.
2: Sorry, uh, Sapphire, I can't tell you no more than
5: that. Joyce, there's some funny things been going on around this house. I might as well tell you I seen that gun hidden in your drawer, and I also seen that newspaper clipping you had in there with a story about an attempted pawn shop robbery. Forget it. And the man they're looking for was wearing a gray pinstripe suit and a checkered vest just like yours.
2: So long, Sapphire. You'll hear from me someday, old
5: girl. <laughs> oh, me. My suspicions was right all along. And he must have done it just to raise money to buy me an Easter outfit. And to think that I said he was selfish. I just got to do this. I can't let George get into any worse trouble by becoming a fugitive from justice. Hello, police headquarters. I got something to tell you. If you want a man who tried to rob Jackson's pawn shop last night, you can pick him up at the 125th Street Railroad Station. Yes? He'll be there in a half hour. And his name is George Stevens.
1: New 1950 Rinseau is here. It's ready to use right now. Ask your dealer for Rinseau and get the amazing new 1950 Rinseau with Solium. It's a year ahead. 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap.
0: Mr. Carpenter, my 1950 Rinso wash is really beautiful. The white clothes are whiter than new. Now, all my colored washables, and I have so many, are even brighter than new.
1: It's because of the sensational new washing action of 1950 Rinso. 1950 Rinso gets and keeps your clothes whiter, brighter than new. Whiter, brighter than any other soap.
0: And yet Rinso is so kind to my hands. And I know it's so safe for all my wash.
1: Ladies, tomorrow be sure you get the economical giant size of new 1950 Rinseau. And now, back to Amos and Andy.
2: Court, City New York, District of is now reconvened. Case of the People versus George Stevens, attempted armed robbery. Judge Herbert L. Wilkins presiding. We will proceed to the case. Will the prosecutor kindly resume questioning the witness? Uh, yes,
1: Your Honor. Will Mrs. Jackson please return to the stand? Yes, sir. Now, Mrs. Jackson, to sum up your testimony, you state that last Friday night the defendant George Stevens entered your pawn shop. <laughs>
4: That's right. I was about to close up when he walked in, pointed a gun at me, and said, I want some money.
1: I see. And upon seeing the gun, you fainted, thus frightening the defendant who ran from your store.
4: That is correct.
1: Thank you. That will be all. Does the attorney for the defense, Mr. Stonewall,
2: care to cross examine the witness?
7: Yeah, yeah, that's just what I've been waiting for. What you going to do, Stonewall? Don't worry, Kingfish. Now, I got a question here that'll knock a dick. Mrs. Jackson, is it not true that you formerly resided in St. Louis, where you was a notorious fence for the Blue Dragon mob? And is it not true, Mrs. Jackson, that you served ten years in the state penitentiary for receiving stolen goods? No, it is not. You I got the wrong Jackson.
2: Well, Counselor, do you have any more questions?
7: No, she ain't the right woman. Ain't no use arguing argue with
2: her. The uh, witness may step down and the defense may proceed.
7: Yes, uh, thank you, Your Honor. As a character witness for my client, I'd like to call Andrew H. Brown to the stand.
2: Yeah, coming right up. Come Raise up. your right hand. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, sir, I does all that.
7: <laughs> now, Mr. Brown, before we start your testimony, you is an old friend of the defendant, George King Fish Stevens, ain't you?
2: Yes, sir. I has known him a long time.
7: Uh-huh. Now, how would you mind telling the court under... Just what noble circumstances you met the defendant. Well,
2: it was about 18 years ago at a carnival. I reached in my pocket for my wallet and shook hands with Mr. Stevens. That's all,
7: thank you. Get out of the sand
1: you don't want to ask the witness any more questions?
7: Well, you he ain't doing me no good.
1: <laughs> the
7: uh, witness may that down. You At this point, I would like to bring the defendant, Mr. George Stevens, to the stand. Hop up the chair there, bud.
2: Who <laughs> killed okay, there, Stonewall? No Raise your right hand. You swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. I do. Pinkfish, I think you've done hurt the case already. <laughs> Don't you realize a reprehensible remark like that indicates that your legal perspicacity is negligible? Oh, man,
3: yeah. Will the counselor
2: proceed with examination?
3: All right,
7: yes, Your Honor. Now, Mr. Steven, I'd like to ask you a question. Just because you went into Jackson's pawn shop at 10 o'clock last night, stuck a loaded gun in Mrs. Jackson's face, and demanded money, that don't mean it was your intention to rob her, does it? No, it does not. Hmm? Oh, suppose not. You just went in there to, uh, all you wanted to do, you, you, you was only, uh, why was you sneaking around there in <laughs> Well, I told you I just wanted to sell the gun. Yeah, and the reason you pointed in her face was so that she could see that the inside of the barrel was all right. Well, I didn't point the gun in her face. Oh, stomach job, huh? No. What's on, old take it easy, client. At this point, Your Honor, I'd like to show that my client had no intention of committing a hold-up. And to prove that point, I wish to state that my client went into that pawn shop with a gun that wouldn't fire under any circumstances. There's a gun right here in my hand. What well, you can pull this trigger all you want. Now, I'd like to ask the court's permission to resign from this point.
2: Look here, Your Honor, I was innocent. I only went in that pawn shop to pawn the gun. After the woman fainted, I even tried to get a doctor and everything. Believe me, I'm innocent. Well, Mr. Stevens, in view of the fact that you took nothing from the pawn
1: shop and that you have no previous record of robbery, plus the fact that your story could very well be true, I'm going to dismiss this case.
2: Oh, thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, Mr. Stevens, I wish to say that the arrest of an innocent man like yourself is always regrettable. You have my best wishes for the future.
7: Hey, wait a minute, John. I think I deserve a little pat on the back myself. After all, this is the fifth time in the past year I've got this crook off. Oh,
6: Uh, is the kingfish home yet, Sapphire?
5: No, he ain't, Amos. I thought he was coming back from the coathouse with you and Andy.
2: Uh, no, he said something about going over to Robinson's department store to do some kind of shopping. He said something about a East outfit. Andy went with him.
5: Robinson? A uh, East outfit? Oh, Amos, that's the most wonderful news I ever got. Uh, what do you mean, Sapphire? Well, Amos, this whole thing started when I told George about a East outfit I'd seen in Robinson. I told him he better get it for me. Oh, I see. So... That's why he was so anxious to raise the money. Yes, Amos, And to think that after all he's been through, he still remembered my Easter outfit. How could I ever have called him selfish? Wait a minute. I hear the key in the door. That must be George now.
2: Yeah, well, here yeah, I you, folks.
5: Uh, hi there, Kingfish. Oh, George, I'm so glad you're home and that horrible trial is over.
2: Oh, uh, yeah, me too, honey.
5: But, George, what's all them packages you got with you?
2: Well, uh... Well, that's a surprise so far. But uh, I'll tell you. In these boxes is the most beautiful Easter outfit you ever see it in your whole life. Hat, shoes, and everything.
5: Oh, Joyce, I just know I'm going to love
2: Yes, I think you will, honey, but there's just one thing. I think I'm going to have to have the trousers shortened
7: about two inches on the <laughs>
2: The only trouble with hearing Ken Carpenter talk about 1950 Rinso is this. Everybody else thinks it's 1949, but I can't help feeling that they're behind the time.
6: Well, Andy, the, the women who use 1950
2: Rinso, they ain't behind the time. They is a year ahead.
1: Well, that's right, Amos, because new 1950 Rinso here a year ahead, is the greatest development in soap history. 1950 Rinsole has 3 times the whiter washing action of any other soap. More women use Rinsole than any other wash day soap in the world. Get new 1950 Rinsole with Solium. Good night folks. See you next Sunday.
4: Life Boy gets skin cleaner. Life Boy, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner. Stops VO as no other leading soap can. Yes, doctors proved it.
1: You are cleaner, safer from VO when you bathe daily with Life Boy. Get Life Boy health soap right away. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.